Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. As the saying goes, time heals all wounds, or as I prefer sometimes, time wounds all heals. The passing years change us, making us the individuals that we are today. That change plays out in all aspects of our lives, including our relationships. In this episode, we'll take a look at what sorts of changes we can expect in our relationships. We'll also consider how to accommodate those changes with grace, so that change serves a useful and constructive purpose in our lives. Advancing age affects all facets of our being. The most obvious, of course, are the physical changes that come with age. Probably few people are not distressed by the reductions in our physical capacities that come with age. Our strength, endurance, and motor control all decline. We can slow that slide through exercise and healthy lifestyle, but we can't halt or reverse it. In addition, we can find ourselves hampered by illness or injury. Our libido and our sexual capacities flag, though our overall zest for life may increase rather than decrease. On the mental plane, our working memory becomes less effective, reducing our ability to do complex reasoning and learning. We're not as mentally spry and agile as we may have been earlier in our life. Our hard-won knowledge may seem to be leaking out of our head faster than we can augment what we know. At the same time, if we're making a consistent effort to learn from our experiences, we gain wisdom that we didn't previously possess. Our growing wisdom makes it easier for us to navigate the world successfully, productively, and morally. To digress briefly, I see wisdom as knowledge of how the world works, not just mechanistically, but also in terms of how our actions and choices affect both ourselves and others. Wisdom describes our ability to consider a situation, evaluate the consequences of various possible choices and actions, and select a path that best moves us toward goals that account for both our desires and our impact on others. It's rare to find a young person who can exercise that sort of holistic and self-transcendent perspective. On the emotional plane, if we value growth, we may find ourselves evolving from relatively fiery and untamed youthful emotions toward more tempered and broader emotional reactions. Since it takes time and experience for us to discover who we are, age can help us focus our energies on activities and relationships that bring us the most satisfaction and meaning. As we experience life's school of hard knocks, we may find that our ability to feel empathy and compassion for others may increase. That, in turn, may make us more generous and supportive toward others. Age can help mellow us. Finally, on the spiritual plane, age may help us slow down enough to focus more on the big questions in our life. Who we are, why we're here, how we can balance our self-interest with making the world a better place for all, and other significant questions. Those who align with religious belief systems may find themselves focusing more on what comes next, that is, on an afterlife, while the non-religious may focus more on leaving a meaningful legacy and on living their own life to the fullest. Note that, as I've shared in previous episodes, I see spirituality as playing out mainly on the emotional plane. I also distinguish between religiosity and spirituality, which I see as having a self-transcendent orientation. All of these changes inevitably affect and alter our relationships. That's to be expected, since our lives play out largely in the context of our relationships. Let's consider a few of the possible such changes. 
At a relatively superficial level, we may find that our connections with friends shift as we age. For example, the strong connection that we may feel for some who share our interests in demanding sporting activities may diminish, as our own interest in and capacity for such activities wanes. In a related vein, other personal interests can shift as we gain experience with various activities. We may find that we feel a growing interest in cooking or artistic endeavors, and those new interests may introduce us to new friends who become important to us. At a deeper level, our accumulating life experiences may cause shifts in our worldview. We may become more conservation-conscious, or more experimental, or more or less inward-focused, or any of a number of other changes in how we see and experience the world. That can in turn motivate us to want to spend more time with newfound kindred spirits. Finally, at a core level, we may encounter people with whom we feel a special and intense resonance, people who we want to integrate deeply into our life. Such feelings can create compelling new personal connections that might well not have called to us earlier in our life. In a sense, I believe the call to deep connection to be an acquired taste in many or most cases. We each need to evolve personally to a point that enables us to appreciate and participate in such deep connections. Since change is inevitable, we're presented with the need to decide for ourselves whether to view age-related changes as a loss and a diminishment or as an opportunity for possible enhancement and growth. As in so many things in life, we need to decide whether the glass is half-full or half-empty. Our resulting mindset can greatly affect our subsequent relationship experiences. It's certainly appropriate to recognize the reality of age-related diminishments. As in facing any sort of challenge, though, it's important to not let that realization paralyze us. We can feel and grieve losses, but then choose to move on in a new direction. As a concrete example of this, we can consider the sexual difficulties that occur with age, ED, reduced lubrication, delayed or elusive orgasm, etc. In our performance-oriented society, those are often seen as showstoppers or deal-breakers that can destroy an intimate relationship, yet that need not be so. As we've discussed in previous episodes, sex and sensuality cover a vast amount of physical and psychic terrain. By exercising a little imagination and a willingness to experiment, we can find new and perhaps previously unexperienced practices that can keep us intimately connected with our partner. Yes, finding new avenues for sharing pleasure requires some effort and a willingness to try new things. However, our willingness to experiment with adapting to our age-related changes can pay rich dividends. There's no need to let the changes in our life dictate the health of our treasured relationships. The preceding thoughts advocate for a can-do, self-empowered way of responding to the age-related changes that we experience. However, approaching life with positivity is no guarantee that every story that we involve ourselves in will have a happy ending. There are many things in life that we really can't control, and that certainly includes our relationships. The best we can do is nurture those relationships with our caring, energy, and availability. But beyond that, our partner is a co-determinant of how our relationship plays out. The field of sex therapy and much of sex coaching has to do with helping partners constructively cope with the changes in their shared life. Every relationship is its own world, and there are no pat answers for how to maintain a healthy and growth-promoting intimate relationship. In some cases, partners evolve in different directions that force a change or even a dissolution of their relationship. 
There's both art and science in discerning when and how a relationship can bend in the wind of change and thus survive versus when it's best for both partners to let go and trust to finding suitable future intimate partners. It's a boon that capable and qualified therapists, coaches, and counselors are available to help people cope with challenging life changes. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group and the Two Open Doors meetup group for events. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. 